You are now listening to the Doula Road Trip Podcast. My name is Jariel and I am a certified doula. After a quick and unsuccessful start in the birth industry over six years ago, I am returning in order to turn my passion into my career. In this show, I am going to share with you my journey and my hope is that we together can start up and stay up doing the work that we absolutely love. This podcast will be a resource, it will be a tool, and it will also be a point of reference for you as you start your journey into birth work. I want to share everything that I wish I knew before I started and answer some frequently asked questions that constantly pop up in birth work even now six years later. I would love for you to be able to find inspiration, to find community, and to also be encouraged that the work that you love can absolutely be the work that you do for the rest of your life if you want. So let's go ahead and get into the show. So hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. I'm super excited today because today we are going to get into a topic that comes up a lot, which is people worried about being in an oversaturated market. A lot of people will say, oh, there's a lot of XYZ in my area. And so that stops people or gives people pause about moving forward with whatever gift, passion, dream that they have because there are a ton of people doing the same thing. So we're going to talk about how to really stand out in a quote unquote saturated market. We'll get more into my feelings about the word saturation (laughs) later in the show. We have a super special guest today. Her name is LaDondra Hervey. She is a faith-based business coach. She's absolutely fantastic. And I'll give her the spotlight so that way she can introduce herself to you guys. Tell everyone a little bit about you, LaDondra, and then we'll hop right in. Hey, Jariel. I'm so excited to be on the Doula Road Trip for the first time. As she mentioned, my name is LaDondra Hervey, and I am a solo alignment business coach. And basically what that means is I specialize in helping women entrepreneurs go from purpose into profit and beyond into legacy impact. That is very important to me as a faith and business coach because um, growing up, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of drug abuse, alcoholism, and and all the many things. And I used to think to myself, like, if the my family members who are my heroes still to this day, regardless of their story, because they are strong, they are powerful. But I used to think growing up, like, if they only knew who they were and like who I saw in them, like they would be just some powerhouses. And so I had made a decision. And when I, when I grew up, I was like, you know what, I'm breaking this generational cycle and I'm taking everything that I see in them and I'm going to use it to do something else, to do something better. Because I know that my sisters and my brothers, they're looking at me 
And then I also know that I plan on having children and I wanted to store up an inheritance for them. And I knew that part of that inheritance would be in my identity and how I showed up and what I did to model what, what success would look like and just showing up, uh, being authentically uh, me and free. And so part of doing that, I also wrote a book. It's award-winning book called Powerful Beyond Belief. And in that book, it talks about releasing who you think you need to be to become the entrepreneur that you are called to be. Because as I started out on my journey to entrepreneurship, like I I, I had a hard time because when I first, I, I came out the gate and I was like, okay, I'm going to be all me. But then when I, I came out the gate as all me, then I found that a lot of seasoned entrepreneurs, they used to try to, they used to project a lot of themselves on me. So it made me feel like being me was too much. And so I was like, well, they're more seasoned. And so I need to try to conform to fit because that's the way to success. Well, what I found out is that was a lie and it, it actually started to drown out my natural gifts and talents and the things that cause people to naturally gravitate to me. And so I had to sit back and have my own sabbatical to really kind of refine and really figure out like, who did God really destined for me to be? How am I supposed to show up in my lane and shine in my gifting and to to uh, to show showcase the world uh, to the world like what value that I bring? Because yes, there is a lot of business coaches out there, but like there's nobody who could do it like I can do it because I obviously He's given me a unique imprint that that and DNA that shows up and speaks to a certain audience, and so. I wrote that book to kind of help to help us to peel back those layers um, from you of, of conforming to fit so that we can show up and be powerful beyond belief. So that's a little bit about me. Let me ask you this. Were you always a coach? Were you always a soul alignment and business coach? Or like what was the business idea when you first started out? So when I first started out, I actually started out as a career coach because like in my mind, like that's what I knew. Um, and I was like, I could kill it at getting jobs. Like, and so I'm like, let me show y'all what to do. Like, it's easy. And I would go in and like get these really great uh, jobs and interviews. And, but what I realized is I was, I was going along that I'm like thinking, I don't really want to help people get a job. Like one of my biggest values is ownership. And so like, if you're working for somebody else, like you're not, uh, you're not in ownership. That's how, that's my value. And, and with that being said, so I just kept going though, because what I found is that we have to take one step. And as we take one step, then the other step will be illuminated to us. And so as I kept going, then I started to help my husband to start his business. And I like, I, we went from like ground zero to like everything. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of got a knack for this. And then from there, like other people started asking me little questions about this. And then I'm like, okay, so this is like kind of coming naturally. And then finally I started to honor it. And I went and did my uh, certification for business and all the things. And then I just, well, I just did it. Like, and this is who we are and this is what we're doing. Um, and then from there, that's where my faith-based business community started. I love how you mentioned about like getting coaching as a coach and the way in which people advise you to show up in your business, grow your business, land clients, market, like whatever the goal is. It usually is pretty cooker cookie cutter advice that doesn't really take into like consideration your core values, who you are as a person, your unique gifts or your strengths. So I wanted to know like what was it for you that made you finally say like I'm going to stop following 
other people's blueprint and follow my own like guide and my own intuition about how to build this business. For me, I had like an inclination on the inside where I just wasn't feeling satisfied. I wasn't feeling a sense of fulfillment. Like I felt like I was stuck and like my joy that was there when I initially started, it started to fade away. And I I was wondering like, you know, what's going on? And that's when I, I, I took time away from all the noise of the mentors that I have, have been with because I've trained with multi-million dollar mentors. And when you do things like that, you start to figure out, like you start to assume that their way is the way because obviously they have millions of dollars. So if I can replicate exactly what they're doing, then I too can have that. But what I found is that along the journey, like number one, like the, I wasn't attracting the right people that were, that I was called to serve. And, and, and then number two is I didn't feel that sense of fulfillment on the inside. And so I had, I, that was my, my cue to know like, okay, I need to pay attention to this because a lot of times we start to, we feel something, but we don't stop long enough to pay attention to that. That that's, that's calling for our attention is there for a reason to give us information to get back on the right track, get in our lane and to express our authentic self, our authentic voice, our authentic gifts and talents. And so for me, I, it took that time to pull back without fear without regret, without condemnation, without all of the things that we try to start to put on ourselves and just say, Lord, like what where am I what what is your will for me? in this season. And I, that's so important to ask because not everything is for every season. And so, as I mentioned in, when, in the question that you asked, I started out as a career coach. That was for that season because it was just getting my feet wet and understanding what it meant to be a business owner. But then as I continued on, then I quickly found out that what was in season for the next season was truly for me to be a business coach. And then now as I'm up leveling, the season is um, leadership. So I'm being called to another level of leadership. And so I think it's important for us to pay attention to those signs and those inclinations that's given to us. Sit back, journal, uh, think, pray, receive, ask other people what they see in you that you trust, other people that you trust. That's so important. The ones that's going to add fertilizer to things that they already know that exist in you. They're not going to strip away your dreams, your passions, your talents, all the things that, that matter to you. Um, and, and, and then use that as your, your, the playing field or your ground to build a foundation on which you can, that, that represents like your natural gifts, talents, and all the things like that. Does that make sense, Dario? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you this. The coaching industry is super saturated, quote unquote, right? And there are a million coaches. Like you can't throw a rock without hitting a coach, uh, like a speaking coach, a book coach, a business coach, right? It's so many different coaches. And from the outside looking in, it would appear that what obviously makes you different is the fact that you bring your faith to the forefront, right? So it is faith-based coaching. But in your own words, what do you think really like sets you apart and makes you different from other business coaches or soul alignment coaches in your industry? Yeah. So the first thing that I want to say, because we're talking about a little bit, you've mentioned the word saturation. And I want to 
address that just really quick. The only saturation is conformity. So those who are conforming um, and trying to be a replica of something else that somebody else is doing. Anything beyond that, that's, there is no saturation because like I just saw a quote the other day um, and I really love this and I think it's appropriate for this moment. Um, like they, they did a, a picture where it was, they took a, shelf, a, a picture of a shelf where it was just all these loaves of bread on that particular shelf. And then they uh, they use that picture to say, look, it's all these loaves of bread on this one shelf, but look at the different brands of these breads. And then look at the different people who are buying the different brands of bread. And so, yes, there's the same loaf of bread that's on that shelf, but then uh, people are gravitating to the different loaf lows based on the brand experience and all the things that come with that. The same is true for us. And so, yes, there may be a lot of coaches. There may be a lot of doulas. There may be a lot of whatever there is. But the, I'm reminded of the one scripture where there says that, we are many parts, but one body. And so, yes, we all come from the same power. We came from the all, all the same source, but we all have a different function. And the thing that makes us stand out in our function is that when we start to recognize what is our what is our gift. So, yes, we're in the same lane. We maybe well, maybe not in the same lane. We may be in the same industry, but then what is the gift that's been given to us for us to lead in that particular industry? So, I'm gonna give you an example. So, say for instance that you are a doula and you've been given the um the gift of leadership. Perhaps you're supposed to be going at it in a place uh, or get leadership or administration. Perhaps instead of you just um, uh, focused on um, just the servicing of being a doula, maybe it's you're teaching people how to create a business of being a doula. So that may be that you are um, you're showing them how to sell, how to market, how to uh, do contracts, how to do all the other things. That's you leading with your own gift. Maybe you've been given the gift of um, I want uh, of service or and 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 so if you've been given a gift of service maybe now you have to be more client oriented where you're really listening to the pain points and the things that they're really having and then now you're creating programs and 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 different services to help them to walk that out so I think that we have to really get into alignment with what our natural giftings is and then once we recognize what that natural gifts is now we need to look at our experiences and see how our experiences from life have play a part. So for me, I, I have a background in social work as well, and so which is is, is uh, the study of human behavior. And then I've um, did study in ministry and different things. So what I've done as a business coach, I've integrated. Now I'm using all of my experience to integrate into being a business coach. So the study of human behavior that affects like how you're going to show up in your business. What are you thinking? How you like, what, what, what's your environment looking like? How is that playing in a, a, a part on your success, your productivity? Um, and then when we think about ministry, like it says, lean not first seek the kingdom of heaven. So now I'm teaching you how to have your own encounter with Christ so that you can receive what you need so that you can perform at the level that God has called you to perform. And as your coach, now I'm going to edify and to encourage and to help you to get some infrastructure to what was given. And so now we're putting the strategy in place. So I think we have to find that balance of being integrative with our experience, but then also lining that up with our gifts, because the word tells us that our gifts will make room for us. So if we're not positioning our gifts in the right places with the right people, so that's the third part 
And it's going to be important for you to put it in the right places with the right people. Because a lot of times we're wanting to perform to reach everybody. When we wasn't called to reach everybody, there's a certain group that is inclined to hear what you have to say, exactly how you have it. And so who are those people? And why are you called to serve to reach them? Um, and what value do you bring to the table? Because you may be doing the right thing, but in the wrong places. And if you're doing the right thing with the wrong places, then you start to second guess yourself and feel inadequate and not called for. So it's an alignment of all three of those. Let me ask you this. Um, some people may say that like it's hard to be reflective about your own self. So it's really hard to mind your life to figure out like what are your gifts or your strengths or what you're talented at. Do you have like any advice for people that may want to sit down and start to discover their strengths other than speaking to other people? Because I feel like sometimes people don't know who they can ask that question to or feel like they don't have anyone in their network that they can ask that question to. And you did mention earlier earlier a sabbatical mm -hmm. so like I'm curious like if that's the time that you take is just time away in order to think about your life and what you can help other people with based on your own experiences education so on and so forth yes and I think that that's a great question Jaria um for me I'm going to this is this is I'm gonna say this with a lot of love it is hard when you we don't when we won't sit down long enough to listen to receive what we need because we have been trained to listen to hear what the world has to say about us but we haven't sat down we haven't been trained to sit down to listen long enough to hear what the lord has to say who is the the manufacturer the one who gives us everything that we have and so when i mentioned that sabbatical then i like I, that literally was time like I, i'll tell you what i did i literally because the lake is one of my favorite places so i i literally sat down Every week, every day for a whole entire week, that was my job, was to go to the lake and just sit there and listen and journal and ask and say, Lord, like, how do you see me? Because a lot of times it starts with, Lord, how do you see me? Because sometimes we don't even see ourselves as worthy. And if you can't even see yourself as worthy, you can't see any of your gifts. You can't see anything that you bring to the table. You can't see anything because you're not even enough. You don't, all you see is not enough. I don't have enough knowledge. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough uh, ed ed education. I don't have enough. I am not enough. But then when we can get back to a place where we can allow the Lord to build us up in our identity, that we, what we have and who we are is already enough, that would be the first starting place. And then after you do that, then you can ask from that, from that same space, Lord, what what do I have in my hand right now? Because when the story of Moses, what he had in his hand, it was, it was the staff. And that staff was the thing that produced the miracles. It was the thing that delivered the Israelites from the place that they were. And so what you have in your hand is the gift. So you can ask, what are my natural gifts? What are my natural talents? And then one of the ways you can start to see that is some of the things that you've done in, in your history. Look back in your history and say, okay, so for me, like I was always inclined to be a, a, like an encourager like in a counselor type person because even people like just way older than me they come and before I know it I'm giving them advice and I'm like I'm only like 13 that's what I'm thinking like but like it was like the Lord has always just kind of naturally inclined me to be like that encouraging spirit and have a little bit more wisdom than my age and so like at first I thought that was just 
Like that's just what I do. So what you really think about the thing that you feel that is your just, that is your gift because it's, it's coming to you so easy that you're starting to diminish it and you're starting to overlook it. So to stop and pause and think about those small, those little things that's been in your hand that you've naturally been doing. Like if you naturally leading, everybody always following you, you have the gift of leadership. So you probably need to look into how can you incorporate that into your business. Um, if you're that one to where you are, um, I don't know some other things you had my son, I'll give you another one. My son, uh, that man there has been like a natural salesman just since I don't even know. You know how they say that sell you're not people people aren't born with sales. I'm not sure about that because that man came out and he's been selling since I just I the I as long as I can remember. And I like I tell him so now that he's come into his teen years, he hasn't been that as confident as he was in his former years. And so I can bring that to his memory and be like, son, this is who you are. This is what you've been doing. And then when I was able to speak those things back to him, he was able to remember and was able to get back into his position. So I feel like sometimes we need to get back to a place to where we remember. There's sometimes where we have so much trauma in our life that we can't even remember those things that, that our gifts, our talents, and what makes us great. And so that's what I mean by that. And if you don't have those people, you don't need them. You have God who knows who knows everything about you. And so you need to actually start there. And then what you receive from him, then let others refine in you uh, what you have already received. I love that. Could we talk a little bit about the way in which you deliver what it is that you have to offer? So a lot of times, like in the doula industry, a lot of people who are, for instance, labor doulas will say, hey, I go to clients two times while they're pregnant. I show up at their labor and I visit them one time in the postpartum period. And so even the way in which we package what it is that we have to offer can be a cardboard copy of what other people are offering. So have you thought about that? Like the way in which you you communicate and deliver your gifts to other people and have you taken time to even differentiate yourself in those areas compared to other coaches or other people that people can work with in your industry absolutely i'm very very intentional about that jariel and um, thank you for bringing that up because um for me like I, we couldn't do just another cookie cutter group coaching kind of program it needed to be centered around community because and when I think about this the best way that the the only way that I can describe what, what I'm about to say is like I want you to liken this into like just think about like maybe a mega church right so you have this mega church but when you think about that mega church how I do business with my coaching is that we are breaking that down into smaller groups to where we are doing life together. And so we are bringing out the community component to where it's not all dependent on the coach. Like we are all building one another up. We're all edifying one another, using the resources within that community of each other's gifts, calling each other forth um in in purpose and uh, like i say edifying those gifts and all the things so i'll tell you some just a couple things in the culture of what we do in in my business program so one of the things we we're literally just um 
are getting ready to wrap up a 30 day fast. Um, we went on and we did that with intentionality that we're bringing, we're submitting all parts of our business to the Lord and get, allowing ourselves to decrease so he can increase in us in the knowledge, the wisdom, the clarity and whatever we're needing for the season. Because, you know, so many times we get caught up in the flow of our own rhythm that we can't see the rhythm that the path that is right for us and the rhythm that we're supposed to be in. So that's one of the kind of the things there. Two, we pray together. Three, like they have, they do buddy business sessions together to where they're they're helping and they're partnering up with one another. Um, the, one of our anchoring scripture, the anchoring scripture is Proverbs 16 and 3, where it tells us to commit our commit our works to the Lord and then our plans will be a established. And so we're literally every day committing our businesses to the Lord so that and trusting him to establish the way. Yes, there's there's step-by-step -step strategy that's in there that they can get from the the, the uh, members portal, but then there's the community culture to where we are we're adding fertilizer to one another's gift. There's no projecting, there's no judging, there's nothing. And so the ladies in that group they're able to bring the, bring their whole self. And so many times in the in these different groups, you're not able to bring your whole self. And you, there's no way that you can be successful in business without bringing your whole self. Listen, my marriage is hurting today. Like I need to talk to somebody about that. Like, can we, can we talk about that? And that's affecting the, the results I'm producing in my business. That's what makes the culture of my group woke it's called woke women operating kingdom enterprises. That that's what makes the culture of that different. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I love the acronym too. Okay, so let's kind of wrap up and talk about like any final like tips or advice or words that you want to leave everyone with. And then let's talk about where people can find you online if they want to get more of Mrs. LaDondra Herbie. Yes, yeah, so I want to say in my final thoughts, let me, let me, let me bring this together how I want to. You are not a replica. You have been called for a purpose. You have been called for a time and a season such as this. You have a royal position that God has called you to. Don't, don't decrease for anyone. Stay in your royal position. Know what your lane is. And when you and in identifying your lane, like be confident in it. Take ownership. Take ownership of what God is giving you. Do not surrender that for no one to try to fit into somebody else's box to look good for to please man. You only are performing for an audience of one. And if you can do that well, then everything else will be added to you. So in and just in a quick summary, as, as we wrap up like on this conversation I want to say take time and create space for you to figure out what makes you great what are your gifts what are your natural talents what 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 do you bring to the table and number two then I'd say what is your right fit audience because you may be doing the right things but then to the wrong with the wrong people are you with people who are sucking the blood out of you and they're not adding life to you they're not receiving your message they're steady haggling you about everything that you bring to the table that's not your people sis um, and number three figure out that infrastructure that's going to set 
set your business apart. And you can do that by integrating your 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 uh, your past experiences, your gifts, your talents, and then figuring out what's that model that you can deliver that speaks directly to your people. And when it doesn't look like everybody else, you're right on point because you don't want it to look like everybody else. And it's going to make you afraid because you're going to look and be like, ooh, nobody else is doing that like that. That's right, because you were called to do it. So step out, be bold, be courageous, and remember that you are powerful beyond anything that you can ever think or imagine. Okay, and so in wrapping up, um, one I'd say that you could uh, follow me um, at uh, on Instagram, I have to think about this, on Instagram at LaDondra Hervey, and then on Facebook at the LaDondra Hervey. And uh, if you want to look up um, any of my resources uh, as far as my book or be added to the wait list for um, my group coaching program, just go to LaDondraHervey.com um, and you'll be able to click on the link for the book and get some free interviews where to help you um, as far as like um, anything dealing with your business, self-love, mm -hmm. acceptance, um, they're really, really great interviews. So those are free. So I, I recommend that you grab those. And then um, if you want to be on the wait list, list for the woke women operating kingdom mm -hmm. enterprises, you'll be able to find that there as well. LaDondraHervey.com. Okay, awesome. I'll put all of those links in the description. So if you don't have a pen and paper or you're driving, no worries at all. I got you. Just check out the description and you can find all of the links there. And make sure to connect with our very special guest, LaDondra Hervey. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the show and for dropping so many gems. I really, really appreciate you and all the work that you're doing to help women operate kingdom enterprises. Love, love, love that. So thank you. Absolutely. It's been an honor. Thanks for having me.